Amen. It's so great to be in the house of the Lord with each of you today. No place like the presence of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to the first, to first Peter chapter two. The title of the message X marks the spot. And today, as you've already heard, we've heard through the announcements. And as we've gathered here today, today we thank the Lord for 10 years in this new facility, on this plot of land. And truly the Lord is gracious. The Lord is merciful. The Lord is kind. The Lord is generous. The Lord is faithful. And the Lord is greatly to be praised. As the Bible says, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let us now say. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Ten years, a decade in time. As I look around this sanctuary today, the Lord is well pleased. A people that love the Lord their God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. Ten years and by the grace of God, many more glorious decades for his honor. Decade after decade, till our Savior splits the sky and returns for his bride. And until that day, I trust, I trust your heart is as my heart is, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done as it is in heaven. Let it be done on earth, Lord. I feel a word in my spirit, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, the New King James Version. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. The Passion Translation reads, but you are God's chosen treasure. Priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones, he called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. For at one time you were not God's people, but now you are. At one time you knew nothing of God's mercy because you hadn't received it yet. But now you are drenched with it. That word treasure, this is taken from Exodus 19, 5 and 6, Malachi 3, 17. The Hebrew word which means a special treasure, possession. It is used to describe guarded wealth, indicating the placement of the king's jewels, treasures, etc. In a safe, protected place, because of their extraordinary value. God says that each believer is a priest and king, his unique and special treasure of great importance, a treasure 
above all other treasures. We know what the Bible says in Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. As the people of God, we know this truth laid out in the scriptures. And we know it's true concerning our lives, for the Bible is true. What I hear the Lord saying is that this is true concerning him. For where his treasure is, there his heart will be also. Ten years in this building, a decade in time, the Roman numeral for ten is X. Have you ever heard the statement concerning treasure that X marks the spot where the treasure is? Have you ever hunted for treasure? Have you ever seen a treasure map and they're in plain sight, an X marking the spot where treasure is? You know, the truth is, the truth is that Jesus Christ came to earth to hunt for treasure. And it was all mapped out. Sent by the Father and there was an X on the map. And you say this morning, well, where was the X? Where was the X on the map, the map of the world? Calvary. Skull Hill. The place of the cross. Where his treasure was, there his heart was also. You say, what treasure was there on Calvary's hill? And I'll give you this answer today. You and me. X marks the spot where his treasure is. You know, I look around this sanctuary Sunday after Sunday and so glad we're gathered back in the house of the Lord. I pray we never take it for granted, have a new appreciation for it. As I look around this sanctuary today, a place marked with an X, I see treasure here and treasure there and treasure in the back section and treasure in the bleachers and treasure in the children's classrooms and on and on and on it goes. And where his treasure is there, his heart is also. Titus 2 verses 13 and 14, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Who is his treasure? What is his treasure? And where is his treasure? The voice Bible reads, he gladly gave. He gave his body for our sakes and will not only break us free from the chains of wickedness. How many are thankful for that today? But he will also prepare a community uncorrupted by the world that he would call his own people. 
who are passionate about doing the right thing. J.B. Phillips' New Testament, for he gave himself for us all, that he might rescue us from all our evil ways and make for himself a people of his own, clean and pure, with our hearts set upon living a life that is good. Where his treasure is, there his heart is. You are his treasure. We are his treasure. This community, his treasure. Every father, mother, son, daughter, every family, his treasure. His treasure is a people, a people pulled out of darkness, a people I'm so thankful that it's a people from every nation, tribe, and tongue. X marks the spot where his treasure is, where the chest that holds his treasure is. And we know that the chest is where the heart is. This place is his treasure. The ministry of this house, his treasure. The influence of this church, his treasure. The outreach of this church, lighthouse, his treasure. Missions, his treasure. Every church, ministry, school in the nations, Africa, Philippines, Sri Lanka, India, every widow, every orphan. X marks the spot where his treasure is. And where his treasure is, there his heart is also. I'm so thankful for every one of you. I'm so thankful for every person in this place, whether you've been a part of this church for decades, and some have. Pillars in the house, faithful. They remember the first time this church celebrated 10 years. I'm so thankful for every person, whether you've been a part of this church for decades, for a decade, for 10 months, 10 days, 10 hours, 10 minutes, even if you just decided to join the family 10 seconds ago. And I'd like to say today, by God's grace, we will carry on for another 10 years. Another 10 years and beyond until the great second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for treasuring this place. Thank you for treasuring each other, for treasuring the corporate gathering, for treasuring prayer and worship and the preaching of the Word of God. Thank you for treasuring people, those near and those in foreign lands. The Lord is well pleased. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 in the New King James. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. And the voice translation reads, this beautiful treasure is contained in us, cracked pots made of earth and clay, 
so that the transcendent character of this power will be clearly seen as coming from God and not from us. We are his treasure and our desire is this, Psalm 115, verse one, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to your name give glory because of your mercy, because of your truth. Share the words of David Wilkerson. The word says, the adulteress will hunt for the precious life Proverbs 6:26 The adulteress spoken of in this verse is Satan. And he hunts down those who are precious to God. The Bible gives us a vivid illustration of this in Numbers 13 and 14. Israel had sent 12 spies to search out the promised land. And when the spies returned after 40 days, 10 of them planted three lies in the hearts of God's people. One, there are too many people in the land. They're too strong for us. Two, the cities are walled too high. The strongholds are impregnable. And three, there are giants in the land, and we're no match for them. We're helpless, finished. These lies took the heart right out of Israel. Scripture says the people endured a night of despair. All the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. Numbers 14.1. More than two million people were weeping, wailing, moaning, focused completely on their weaknesses and inabilities. Their wails of unbelief bombarded heaven. Beloved, the devil throws the same three lies at God's people today. Your trials are too numerous. Your temptations are too overwhelming. You are too weak to resist the power coming against you. The word that God spoke to Israel is for us today also. Ye shall be a special treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine, Exodus 19.5. Thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. And the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar precious, special people unto himself. Above all the nations that are upon the earth, Deuteronomy 14.2. Joshua and Caleb had a revelation of their preciousness in God's eyes. They knew Israel was special to the Lord. That was the key to their hopeful spirit. Joshua said, if the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. Numbers 14.8. In other words, because he delights in us, the land is as good as ours already. This is the same revelation David had. He brought me out and delivered me because he delighted in me. Likewise, every victorious Christian today has this same revelation of their loving Heavenly Father. We can't fail. All our enemies are meat for us because we're precious to the Lord. Church, there is no question where the Lord's treasure is. In the Greek, X is the letter that represents or stands for Christ. Colossians 3, verses 1 to 4. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, 
where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. We know full well the Father's treasure is his Son. X marks the spot. And is it not true that we are those who are hid in Christ? Where his treasure is, there his heart is also. I want to encourage us all today concerning our treasure. For the Bible does say, where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. Matthew 13, verse 44, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Church, let's keep treasuring that which the Lord would have us treasure. The message reads, God's kingdom is like a treasure hidden in a field for years. And then accidentally found by a, a trespasser. The finder is ecstatic. What a find. And proceeds to sell everything he owns to raise money and buy that field. Is it not true? Were we not trespassers? Dead in trespasses and sins? Verses 45 and 46 in the message, or God's kingdom is like a jewel merchant on the hunt for exquisite pearls, finding one that is flawless. He immediately sells everything and buys it. There is no greater treasure than the kingdom of God. There is no greater treasure than Jesus Christ, the Greek X. X marks the spot where our treasure is. And where our treasure is, there's our heart also. Hearts undivided. There is no greater treasure than all that he treasures. All that he holds dear to and close to and in his heart. Charles Spurgeon said these words, you must keep all earthly treasures out of your heart. And let Christ be your treasure. And let him have your heart. The words of A.W. Tozer, if God gives you a few more years, speaking to the individual today, but speaking to the church today, if God gives you a few more years, remember, it is not yours. Your time must honor God. Your home must honor God. Your activity must honor God. And everything you do must honor God. See, it is true that the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. He hunts for those who are precious to God. And though this rogue treasure hunter is on the move after the treasure marked by X, we will confess and declare and prophesy and hold to this reality. Psalm 121, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. 
He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Where his treasure is, there his heart is also. There was a song written many years ago now, and perhaps there are some here today that know this song. The lyrics read like this. I have heard how Christians long ago were brought before a tyrant's throne. They were told that he would spare their lives if they would renounce the name of Christ. But one by one, they chose to die. The Son of God, they would not deny. Like a great angelic choir sings, I can almost hear their voices ring. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb with all my strength, with all I am. I will seek to honor his commands. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. Now the years have come and the years have gone, and the cause of Jesus still goes on. Now our time has come to count the cost, to reject this world, to embrace the cross. And one by one, let us live our lives for the one who died to give us life. Till the trumpet sounds on the final day, let us proudly stand and boldly say, I pledge allegiance to the Lamb with all my strength, with all I am. I will seek to honor his commands. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. To the Lamb of God who bore my pain, who took my place, who wore my shame. I will seek to honor his commands. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. Let's have the worship team return today. Where his treasure is, there his heart is also. You are his treasure. We are his treasure. This church. How will this church carry on from this day forward? This community of believers, how will this place carry on by the grace of God? In this nation and throughout the nations of the world, how will this ministry carry on by the grace of God? How will we move forward? How will we determine to move forward? How will this church carry on by the grace of God? As Charles Spurgeon said, we shall not adjust our Bible to the age, but by God's grace, we shall adjust the age to the Bible. We will, as Martin Luther said, preach as though Christ was crucified yesterday, rose from the dead today, 
and is coming back tomorrow. How will this church carry on by the grace of God? We will remember, as J.C. Ryle said, trials are intended to make us think, to wean us from the world, to send us to the Bible, and to drive us to our knees. How will we carry on by the grace of God? We will remember, as C.S. Lewis said, God, who foresaw your tribulation, especially armed you to go through it, not without pain, but without stain. How will this church carry on? By the grace of God, we will hold to what A.W. Tozer said. We are not diplomats, but prophets. And our message is not compromise, but an ultimatum. How will we carry on by the grace of God? We will strive for what John Wesley said. Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. How will we carry on by the grace of God? We will continue to gather to the house of the Lord for the word of God says, not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together, no matter if it is the manner of some. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We're not gonna get rid of pre-service prayer. We're not gonna cut Tuesdays out of the schedule. Why? Because Jesus said his house was to first be called a house of prayer. We will worship in spirit and truth. But now is the time. As the word says, how will we carry on by the grace of God? We will hold to the Peter package, repent, be baptized, and be filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. How will we carry on by the grace of God? We will go into all the world and do as Jesus said. Matthew 28, 18 to 20, Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. How will we carry on by the grace of God? We will proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, broadcasting his glorious works throughout the world in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and out into the nations. We will not shrink back. We will not hold back. We will not fall back, and we will not stay silent. You say, why? Because Romans 1.16 declares, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. We're not ashamed. 
We're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. My friends, Proverbs 23, 18 in the Passion Translation, your future is bright and filled with a living hope that will never fade away. My brothers and sisters, the future is bright as the promise of God. Not to us, but to your name, O Lord, be the glory. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven.